Alrighty, folks. I'm stuck in this car. Just stuck with another car cast. And I say stuck because on my drive home is this road, right? So I get off my little side street to a side street to a main street. To the side street to a massive main street to my home street. This stop sign, man, at 5 o'clock or later is like the devil. <laughs> and Jesus forgive me, I don't even sound great, but man, does this stop sign irk the heck out of me. It can take me like five minutes to navigate through here sometimes. I probably got another 60 seconds. I'm probably being a drama queen, but whatever. It's, it's oh, it's so frustrating. It's like we're all in work at the same time. And this is another reason, folks, when you come out, you got to own the ship. You got to steer the ship, etc., etc. because, hold on, I'm going to a coffee for my throat being dry. These allergies are monstrous. And yes, you're going to hear the sound effects. I don't care today. By the way, these are the ones that like, make you cry almost. It's just, they work so good. Oh, make me feel like my sinus is on fire, which then makes me feel like I'm breathing. I can talk clear for all of you, yay? Yes? Yes. So, if you've known me for any length of time, over a year, and if you've known me for the last 10 or 12 years, or if you listen to my podcast for the last couple of years, you know I'm big on weightlifting and bodybuilding. It's, you know, people talk about golf as, you know, a hole-in-one and this and that and baseball this and... You know, the loneliest sport and blah, blah, blah. And I, honestly, I got to tell you, I think... Um, I, I'm with James with your bone. Rock climbing seems pretty hard, too, if you're doing it free climbing or if you don't have any friends who are belaying you and stuff. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say I don't think it's the same, though, because you can... No, it's, it's just not the same. You have to compete against yourself and against the top athletes in the world in what you're doing. Let me give you an example, folks. There's been, I think, 50... No, there's been, I think, 15... Or 16, Mr. Olympic? 16, actually, I think now. Someone, someone knew this year, didn't they? So I think it's 17 Mr. Olympias in 57 years or something like that. The top two competitors numerically have eight wins. And that's, um, oof, that's just crazy. They have eight. The next guy has seven. The next guy has seven. The next guy has six. I think someone has five behind them. Then there's uh, one or two people at four. Because see, one of the best bodybuilders career-wise only has one, Mr. Olympia. That'd be Dexter the Blade Jackson. Lee Haney has eight. Ronnie Coleman has eight. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phillies have seven apiece. Duran Yates has six. And to me, it's just there's something about... Okay, I'll be honest, folks. I lost a lot of muscle. And I got a lot of stomach right now. And my feet were hurting, my knees, and I just, I started moving, and I started like, wow, you know what I'm acting, I feel better. So recently I started working out, again, like actually going to the gym, not just like playing around with the weights in my house and pretending and trying, you know, I literally went to the gym on a Friday after work, right before I went to the, I went to the pool with my kids and my wife, they were already there, we had pizza with the neighbors and whatnot, you know, trying to share some, some meals with your peoples, you know, they're not always your favorite peoples, but you have to have somebody in your community, right, and it's always nice to have someone, you know, my, their kids are in school, my kids and whatnot. So it's, we're in the same boat in a lot of ways. But I did a lot of triceps and lats. So we're going to cover that, what I learned from that first. So what I did, folks, this is what I did. My abdominal muscles are a lot weaker than they should be. I'm aware of that. I don't want to get a hernia and I don't want to work myself. But they're just starting to feel kind of normal now. So what I do, I do the triceps to see how it feels. Because I could lean into it at different, different angles. So I could have my back straight up, right, erect, 100%. I could bend at an angle, keep my back straight. I could adjust the way I held my forearms and my, you know, the angles I could put my arms at to get different ratios of, of motion, different, you know, whatever you call it, different range of motion, sorry. And I did all this so I could see what it feel like. And then the lat was using the same bar. So basically, I kept it really simple. I did two exercises for two muscle groups. 
Sure, lats are with like uh, you see people get big in waist. They got like wings under their arms, right? They look like bats. They used to make fun of Lou Ferrigno. Louis pump behind. They call him. We call him Louis the Bat. He could fly. Now Lou Ferrigno didn't actually. Uh, he won Mr. Universe and he won Mr. Olympics. So Arnold stopped competing. Now, this guy he died recently, last couple of years, but he also became a PhD. I think in physiology or something. So it's you know they're, they're, uh, I say we like I'm a professional body, but those of us who love weights, we're not all meatheads. I've met a lot of guys who lift weights or who bodybuild. I mean, literally, like they might not compete, but you can see their body has changed. And they could compete if they want, they just don't because they don't want that. They, you know, people die on stage, folks. It's a lot of them are divorced. I mean, divorce rates always been high, but it's really high for bodybuilders because it's it's a selfish sport. But you know, I used to be big, right? It's like I want to get big again, right? Cause it's just something I like. And I see a lot of these guys who are you know peak performers in sales and business owners and you know entrepreneurs they're like you need to get your body right too clear body clear mind all this stuff. I'm like you know what that's one thing I've been missing because I went back to the gym in 2006 got hurt went back in later in 2006 and then 2007 2008-ish you know I started I started lifting more and more and around I don't know I say 2008 2009 I got big 2010 I lost some weight got more shapely but I was probably the biggest I've ever been around 2012 or so you know at one point my suit was a 52 my neck was a, a 19. The, the guy bought my shirt. He was like, the, you're what we call a bruiser. And I was, I was basically a bouncer size, folks. You know, go to the club, the big guy outside checking your ID and dragging you out. I was one of those guys' size was. And technically, I was a bouncer. I was licensed for security. And I did bounce a few parties. It wasn't my big boy thing, but it was nothing out on your resume. And I only make money. And I had the size. Why not use it, right? Here in Florida, I do nothing of the sort. But, you know, it's not that's neither here nor there. But, you know, it's... it's you know, it's what I did. So, like I was saying, I did light, I had to try some laps. I could, I could just assess how my body felt doing those exercises, because it both required my abdominal to. to, to I can't think, folks. My brain is so tired today. And this Mercedes Benz, the flat gray paint is beautiful. Oh my lord, these creamy flat colors that come to the cars that come with are beautiful, folks. But that's neither there. But um, they stabilize. So my core needs to be stabilized. And I realize a lot of times I look fatter because I'll, I'll let my back arch forward. Because the fat is pulling me forward and the back muscles pulling me forward back. So let me see how the lats feel because that's, you know, the way it sends the motion out. And it's, it's also going to kind of tense the triceps. So I did, folks, I did what would, you know, like a test workout to feel it. But my triceps were for like five days. My lats for like two or three. Now I really focused on the triceps because this is what I was thinking. I was like, if I can do something that doesn't make my, my core feel too stressed and I work it right, I'll feel good. But here's, here's where, this is where the psychology comes in. You got to know yourself, folks. This is why we're going to talk about this. And we're going to go, we're going to talk about Dorian Yates afterwards. Who I just stated had six Mr. Olympia. And I just saw his documentary on Amazon Prime. You need to see it whether he lift weights or not. His, his whole life story is from bananas and from where he was to where he is now. But this is what I figured, folks. If I can do my lats and my triceps, right? Now, try, right? Three parts. You have biceps and triceps on your upper arm. If I can do my triceps, I've always had pretty big triceps. Like, they were always a good size. And I, mean, I had the good uh, shoe horse, especially my right arm, I had the shoe horse. You get that muscle right, it pops out. And I was like, I'm going to feel better and look better faster if I just focus on certain muscles. Now, strategically, you never kind of want to do that, I'll be honest, because what you don't want is to look unbalanced. Schwarzenegger so talked about when he wanted to get an inch, one place to get an inch everywhere, so it didn't look wrong. I had a friend named Jason in college, his biceps were massive, like they were just ridiculous. They were so big that they made his triceps look flat, and his triceps weren't flat, but it was just, it was out of proportion, it was disproportionate. And then, um, my other boy, I can't remember his name, man. It's, I swear, this guy's been in my heart for weeks, and I can't remember his name anymore. Good guy, though. Bold guy. I can't remember his name. Really put me off a lot of my weightlifting knowledge at a younger age, but, um, 
it's just crazy because, you know, when you look at it, man, what's his name? It's going to come to me, I don't remember another day, but, you know, his tribes were huge, but they were more in form with his physique, so it made more sense, but it's interesting how your body can do stuff and you won't realize it. But I was like, if I can just build one or two muscles to get myself some mental happiness, I'm like, man, I'm finally doing what I said I wanted to do, blah, 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 then I'll be Gucci. Because at this point in this age, I got to do something different to get where I need to be. It's, it's not what it was. And I don't want to get hurt because, you know, I'll be honest, in 2018, I got hurt because I was trying to do too much. In early 2018 and late 2018, both times, I hurt my forearm, you know, kind of like get myself tennis elbow for a while. That put me out the game. And then trying to do abs like I would have done in like my early 30s instead of at like my late 30s, I had a spasm. And then between that and then tweaking because I had a new position in my job and being afraid I would lose my climb up the ladder... That was making me feel like I'd be making more money and have more job safety and, you know, growing. Because you don't want, I don't like being stagnant. I had a, a blood pressure incident where I blood pressure through the roof. I freaked out through the hospital. It was not fun, folks. I don't talk about it very often because it was a very scary point in my life. My wife had just been in the hospital recently, too, and had a complication with pregnancy. Thank God, of course, my son before this month. So it's uh, God bless us regardless. But I say all that to say that I have to do things different. You know, you're at 40, your mind thinks you can do what you can do at 20, and it can't. And I was the young guy, James, my job. I was like, you know, you tore something. You think you're healing fast. You think all that. I said, but what you're doing now, I said, it, it feels normal. And you think you healed right. But I guarantee you, it's not what you think it is. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, yeah, he said, I, I guess I tore something my shoulder. And I didn't know that. I'm like, I told you, Russell, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I said, even if the doctor says something, I said, you still got to be careful. I said, I've learned from experience, Russell. You hurt yourself. You can bounce back when you're young, but think about it. If you want to be doing this, you know, your hobby 20 years from now, you need to listen to what I'm telling you today. I said, you need to do what I'm telling you today. I said, because I remember being you. I remember being your age. And at 21, I was a peak physique. I had like a, a 4 to 8% body fat, 8-pack abs. And I came back home from being, in, you know, living in the dorms. And, and I was uh, enjoying some uh, botanical gardens goodness from some friends back then and some neighbors. And one of them were like, yo, you work out now? You lift weights and all that? Yeah. Like, yo, it shows. And I'm like, thank you. And it felt good because I was like... I remember I had, I, uh, one day I went on my brand new Tim's and some Donna Karen New York sweatpants and a wife beater. And the girls at the time, I was like, I was like, that looked good, right? She's like, nah, geez, don't do it. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, you can't go out with that shirt. Because I had gained like the freshman 40, I guess, at that point. And we used to drink 40 ounces. And then we thought we were smart to get 22s. So you know what I'm talking about? Beer comes in a 40 ounce with malt liquors and other stuff, right? In New York, at least they did. Here in Florida, I think they don't come bigger than 32s or 22s, but whatever. So we would get the 40s, right? And we thought we were slick. And then we started getting deuce deuces at 22 ounce because for the same price, if you bought a 40 or two deuce deuces, you had instead of 40, you had 44 ounces. That was four free ounces of beer for the same dollar amount. We thought we were slick. And then I'm eating burgers and pizza and dorm food, which, you know, it's usually light on flavor, but heavy on ugh, as far as, you know, whatever. You know, it, it was good food. But it's not like your mom makes, but, you know, I was just like a lot of times I'd have burgers and stuff and fries. So, you know, we're eating, like, not crap food, but I wasn't eating right. Plus, I was, you know, partying. I was 18, 19. What do you think? And from then, I started going to weights a little bit at the time. My friend had been like, hey, dude, what do you stop playing the machines? Come over to the free, do a, you know, do the free weights. I was like, yeah, I got to ease in. I just got to build a habit first. I'm going to come over there. Eventually, I did. And I got pretty good. I didn't go as high as my friends back then, but I didn't have the belief. And then when I started lifting again, I think it was, like, late 2000. I don't know. Mid-2000, so one time, my, my sister's husband... I know, he's like, yo, try this. And I was like, wow. And then I had some belief that I could do something different. Then, like, 2000, I got married in 2006 later in that year. And around 2007, I got facts. I was going to school, got a car, so I stopped walking. In New York, you walk everywhere, right? Next thing you know, I got the car. 
I stopped going to gyms. I'm going to school at night, four hours a night, two, three nights a week. With the wife the other time, so I got fat. I sleep on the couch because I had to eat and just pass out. So my wife gave me these massive plates. You know, Stereo talking Spanish, guys, of course, supposedly we eat a lot. And at that point, I did. Now I don't like being stuffed, but whatever. So, you know, so when I say I say all that, it's like I told him back then, I was like, I got to ease into it. I build a habit. So now, folks, what I've realized, I have to build a habit, but I got to build it smart. I'll be 43 years old, folks. 43 years old this year, folks. And the goal is maybe not by the. If I could get my stomach down a lot, I'd like that. But the goal is no matter what, get my, my biceps and my triceps back big fast. Fast. So we're going to start the triceps, right? Because it's a tri, it's the bigger muscles, three parts. So I'm going to feel better about myself, and my shirts are going to fit tighter in the sleeves and make me. Like, you know, I have this thing I rolled up the edges of my sleeve because when I was really big, I wanted, them to, I wanted it to fit a little tighter for look and for, for comfort. I just felt good about myself, you know. You know, Scorsese says it all the time. Well, he said it. People quote it all the time. Is that nobody can take your physique from you. Well-built physique, you did that. Your family can't give it to you. You can't buy it in the store. I mean, you could, but look at how Kardashians look. Enough said. You know, at my peak, folks, I was doing sets of dips weighing like two something. Dips are equivalent of squats, folks. They're like the upper body squats. At one point, we'd go to the park. My friend, my friend Jay. By his house, we would do them instead of like a dip bar, like a you know, let's say a foot to 18 inches out as the handles widen out, so you can get narrow. We would do them where it was like 90 degree curve, so your hands are like at let's say on the wheel they'd be at 12 and three. Actually, no, they'd be like 12 and two, but at 90 you're like an L shaped angle, and you're doing. I mean, I would feel like my chest muscles would pop out of my lat, out of my what do you call it? Not your lats, on um, my clavicles. It just feels so tight, but we were getting that muscle in at such an angle. It's like whoa. You know, it's, 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 it was monstrous, you know, it's, I mean, I haven't been the biggest, but, you know, for myself, I changed my body shape, folks. I went from, I don't know, 180, six feet tall, 180, like 5'10", when I started college. I left, I was probably back to 180 again, 182, 184, something like that, 186, maybe. But I had abs again, and I was bigger than I was when I started college. And this was after having broke my arm, having surgery twice, and then broke my leg, and all other crap, right? And then, of course, the freshman 10 and the freshman 40 because I kept drinking and partying and what have you. But um, I had to change, folks. I had to change my strategy. That's really what it came down to. The way I lift weights had to be different. I knew that when I started in college, going every, you know, Sunday to Thursday and taking Friday stuff to party. And now as an adult, I was have to change my strategy again. You know, so it's, it's, uh, it's, you have to know yourself, folks. That's the bottom line. You have to know yourself. I think I talk about it all the time. It comes up repeatedly in different forms in this podcast. But see, folks, right now I have a strategy. I'm gonna focus on my triceps, my lats. You know, some I'm gonna do my like my wrists and stuff I can do easily to just build. Because if you if you have a weak point, your whole thing is weak. You know, what I mean, it's your strategy can't be. If you have a weak point in your strategy, everything else falls. Remember, folks, I talk about I planned my move from New York to Florida, right? And I was short about four grand, six grand, something like that, right? Because I did not verify that I would get all the money in my retirement. The city kept, even though I was vested, and I'd, I'd done more than my years required to earn it, I was not entitled to it because I did not resign, I retired. I did not retire, resigned. Pardon me. So the city shafted me, in my own opinion. Now, whatever. That was my fault for not doing the diligence. But I put some on credit cards, I ruined my credit, blah, blah, blah. But I shouldn't have had 20-something credit cards for me and 20-something for my wife. So you see, I was going above my means by playing with the numbers. And I wasn't smart. Now I put the number with, like, one card. I just got this one card, I run back and forth with it, okay. Buy hundred dollars today, pay back eighty, and pay this. I'm just I'm trying to see how the payments hit, how they help my credit scores. It kind of more payments, but 
don't be me. A lot of times you don't want to be me, but we're going to come back and talk during yeast now because I think you understand the point is that I have a strategy right now on how I'm going to make myself look better, feel better, gain muscle, lose weight that synchronizes with my schedule and what I actually need for my life. Not just, so well, I want to be big, so be big. And by the way, folks, we're doing this on steroid-free, SARMs-free, and peptides-free, at least for the moment. I don't think I'll ever go down that route, but at the moment, I'm definitely not I'm not doing any of that. Just so you know, so if you see me in a picture one day and in like six months, my arms are huge, I earned it. Now, we will be taking some GLC-type level stuff, six-star labs. I will be taking creatine. Creatine is good for your muscles, your brain. Um, <laughs> most research substance for bodybuilding or sports in general. Do your own homework. We'll be right back to talk about during eats. All right, folks, we're talking about my strategy, right? We're talking about bodybuilding stuff, and I think it's crazy to sport, right? I'm not, I have a strategy now, right? I'm working my triceps, my lats, my, my forearms. You know, I'm trying to get my arms big first so I feel better while that'll also stabilize my core and I can ease into working out. Do some, you know, I'm probably do some, like I said, I'm just going to use the machine at my, my gym, my gym, my apartment complex's gym. Just try to do simple stuff, but, you know, life can be difficult, folks, and you got to, you got to pull your own weight, you got to call your own shots, right? Hey, hold on a second. Oh, I thought that was a guy. This guy the other day came home and he was, I guess, four sheets for the win. And I had my kids and my neighbor was like, hey, he fell. She's talking Spanish. I'm like, what? She's talking fast. I didn't see a guy. Get my kids inside. Put them in safety. I don't know what happened. This guy was definitely drunk. I helped him up. You could tell he had him bathing days. I don't know if his neighbors came out, but sorry for I saw him from my car and I was like, is he, that's him? He's out there somewhere. I saw him, but, um, you know, too much booze is no good for you folks. And he got up. I had one of the neighbors out of question. He's like, he did like a karate move. I was like, oh. This is why I was a bouncer. And this is why I was watching my, you know, watch my six. And I was my back to this. And I was standing to him a certain way. And when he walked to his apartment, I had myself in an angle position in case he turned to swing on me. Because I think at one point, he was embarrassed. And I had to help him up. I don't have to walk into his door. But, folks, he was on the floor. And he was bleeding. I didn't see him. He did some little, like, Bruce. And, like, Whoa. and you know, I think he was trying to show me. He's like, this is what she's talking about. I was going to show me the blood. And I was like, okay, whatever. People are nuts, folks. Let me say that. But, um, let me go back to Dorian Yates. So I watched the, uh, you know why for watching um, Generation Iron Natty special about bodybuilders who win Mr. Olympias that are all natty. They drug test them all year round. This, that, and the other. But during Yeats, man, this guy was a monster. I mean, he was uh, his father died when he was like 10. His mother married another guy. Moving from they lived in uh, England or Britain, where it was, somewhere else. Moving another guy, that guy dies. Both of them die of a heart attack. So his mom moves back to the... His mom's in equestrian. Riding horses and stuff like that. She was very into her world. So she wasn't the mother like you'd see on TV like, I made you cookies. And this is by him and his own sister's account. But she did love them in their own way. And his sister now is a you know, competitive equestrian. The horse and all that. And I said, Dorian's a six-time, six-time Mr. Olympia. And I said, folks, there's only... He did six. Two people did seven. Two people did eight. So let's do some math. Eight plus eight is 16. 7 plus 7 is 14, so we're at 30, plus this is 36 years between five guys out of 50-something. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about your masters and your baseball and whatnot, whatever. Yeah, I'm a jerk, and I sat there and quiet about it for a reason, but... What I learned from Dorian Yates is that this guy worked on all his workouts from, like, 1983... To like 1997 or 98, which was, I think he's talking between 97 because I think he wanted me to see what 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, and 97. Yes, he tore his tricep, then he really couldn't get the same. But he no longer even cares about bodybuilding, you know. To him, he's like, That was a phase of my life, it's irrelevant now. It's just crazy because you see all these guys, that's all they think about, that's what they talk about. 
and it's funny because you know it's, it's um so he's competing right so Lee Haney wins he comes in second to him the next year he actually came in smaller folks not bigger but smaller but he was more cut and you could just see in his back it was amazing so like, he was he was a game changer folks he was the first person to deliver into the generation of uh, mass monsters if you look at Mr. Olympia Mr. Universe Arnold Classic now all these guys are just mass monsters you know it's like I'm it's five foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds. I'm six foot six, two hundred and ninety pounds. Like Lou Ferrigno, if you watch Pumping Iron, he was big. He's like two sixty five, six four, six six. Where it was the Arnold's like two thirty, six two. Where it was, he didn't eclipse Arnold, but he was way bigger because he was taller and he still had the same mass for the size. But Arnold had him. Arnold had it all dialed in. Lou didn't have that when you watched that movie. So it's very interesting. So I would say watch Pumping Iron. On YouTube, we call the comeback where Arnold left and he came back after like five or six years of not competing. And it was, could he get in shape in eight weeks while filming Conan the Barbarian? Could he get his physique right to win? And, you know, it's a very disputed win, but he did win that one. But whatever. Arnold did win six in a row, though. So whatever. It's going to start when he first won. But he took out Sergio Oliva. But there was some politics involved there as far as how he manipulated uh, backgrounds and whatnot. But very smart because it's strategy, folks. It's war. It's always war. If you're trying to win, it's always war. And Dorian, he went to war. You know what he did? He read books. He tracked his workouts. This is what I did this week. I had to do more next week. He was a mass monster, folks. He was huge. He introduced the term that... He didn't introduce it. He looked grainy, folks. He was so dried out, his cheeks looked like they had no skin on him. It was like just skin over bones. Like, But he looked at his foods. He looked at... He studied peptides. He studied chemicals. He studied the steroids. How much... How little can I take to get the maximum effect? Like, do I need three cc's or can I take 2.5? You know... What do I got to do? He studied and studied, and he watched his metrics, and he worked. Now, there were guys like uh, Sean Ray, and um, was it Chris Laverne? Uh, Sean Ray, and Kevin Laverne. I'm sorry. Chris Corny, I was watching comic, but uh, Chris Corny was pretty... So with Sean Ray and Kevin Laverne, it was when they thought Sean Ray was going to win, and he just didn't do it. And there's another guy, Omasi or something, I forgot one, and they were like, he's going to win. And he posed, folks, right? And his front body, when he did the most, most flexible, it's kind of like almost like you... um. You flex your chest and all your arms and like you reinforce them. Everything just pops out, right? His biceps are big. When he turned around, his back was like a flat wall. Dorian Yates had the same front, but when he turned around, that back, massive and detailed. And it was symmetry. The sides matched. Because I understand, folks, you're all left-handed or right-handed. And you say, oh, I remember dexterous. Yeah, but your body type does not look the same. The two sides, you don't look the same. I'm left-handed. My left arm puts on better quality looking muscle. My right arm gets bigger faster. And it's more flexible because I broke it and I had to have surgery and then have massive months of of um therapy i mean i think it was like six seven months i got to do school early two three days a week and then i was just at home too because i don't want to look like a you know a reject with one skinny arm it was i was skinny to begin with but the arm got even skinnier because i had a cast from knuckles all up to the shoulder for like eight weeks and that's just sweating in there you're not that much more to begin with so then at that point you just lose whatever you had but you know it was crazy but like i said it is what it is dorian yates he would read books. And so one of the guys in the documentary was like, I went to his house and I saw him. all these books. And he wasn't reading like, you know, 2,000 Leagues in the Sea and 80 Days Around the World and all this kind of crap. I mean, he wasn't reading Sherlock Holmes or Dickens or Maya Angelou or Walt Whitman or all thing Leaves of Grass. And no, no. He, read... he was studying physiology, kinesiology, steroids, chemicals, range of motion. He was trying to figure out how he could do things to get the most out of what he needed, okay? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, he wanted to know how far can he push in each angle without breaking. You know, and he would just 
Okay, last year did this, and do better. Like I said, he was talking about, you know, Sean Ray, Kevin Roth, I think that year was like Sean Ray was supposed to win. People thought, you know, he had this great genetics and this, that, and the other, and, you know, I, you know, a bunch of guys said that, like, you know, Dorian knew he didn't have the genetics, but he's, he outworked everyone. And, you know, you'll hear the Rocks will just be the hardest worker in the room, blah, blah, blah. And, and half his logic and rhetoric, he's taken from other people, first off. Second off, I'm tired of hearing him because he, he just sounds phony to me sometimes. To be honest, I don't care. It's, I don't like some of the stuff he has to say. And it, it's... Honestly, I'm pretty sure he's on test at the very least. And he acts like he's not. Just be who you are, bro. Tell the truth. You're not competing. And if you are competing, there's rules. And you know, most of these guys are juicing. Most of the guys are taking smoking weed. It helps them relax. Helps their appetite. You know, it's different people do different things, and most of these bodybuilders admit it. Like 20, 30 years later, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, folks. I'm saying if you want to be the top one percent in certain fields, you have to do what you want to do. And here's the other part: that's interesting. Pilots are giving stuff like Adderall and stuff that's keep them going, so they can focus when they're flying across, the, you know, across these waters and doing stuff and trying to find off the pilots from other countries and set warnings. When people in the hospital have, have uh, cancers or burn victims or autoimmune they give them steroids. Heck, even those asthma pumps you get, those Adrian and other ones, 90% of those are steroids. So steroids are very beneficial when they're monitored and used right. Let's just cut, let's cut the BS, you know. So Dorian went out and he studied and he learned and he applied. And then he worked hard. And it's funny, he's like, you know, he had two kids, a son and a daughter. And they might have another son too. I missed the part because I was, you know, trying to rewind it wouldn't let me. And I was very frustrated with Amazon Prime for that. For, like, maybe it's because it's new, but... You know, it, it's he just outworked everybody. There's there's nothing to say for that. You know, it's work ethic is so much of what you're gonna do. I've talked about you know the basics, you know, being on time, being courteous, all those things count, but if you're the hardest worker in the room, it's gonna pay off almost every task you do. Now you gotta apply that differently, of course, with sales. You maybe need to make more calls, but you need to make less. You need to close better. A manager, maybe you don't need to outwork your other managers, maybe you don't need to outmanage other managers, maybe you need to focus on one or two people. You know, you can't necessarily outwork everybody else building your own product because after a while, your fingers going to be bloody from building your Air 15 parts, right? I talked about that in my, my, uh, my podcast. I was talking about that. You know, you can use that market because everyone's talking about Air 15 weapons of war. No, Air 15s are the most best self-defense weapon. I'm going to say Air 15 parts because people are talking about them all day. So the hashtags go through the roof on every social media platform. So I create more customers and more content because if they hate me, people see it. If they love me, people see it. And if I offer 10% off, people buy it, right? Dorian Yates, he coaches a few people. He's got Dorian Yates Nutrition. He's into a lot of plant-based stuff, shall we call it. Mm. Very open about his marijuana usage. Very very often, very open about how when his career ended, he became a party animal. It, you know, about the woman he's with now, at one point, he OD'd, and she was, didn't know really much English. She didn't know, but she knew how to call with his friends. She saved his life. And so his life has changed. You know, it's amazing, folks, what people will tell you. It's amazing how things work, but your life can change. He almost died. And he, for six years in a row, not just six years total, but six years in a row at that, like a... What's his name? I want to say Jay Titan. That's not him. Jay Cutler. He won four Mr. Olympias. Now, Dexter the Blade Jackson, Mr. Olympia 08, took it from him after he lost. He must have lost to Ronnie Coleman like three to five years in a row. He just came in second. He snatched from him, won three years in a row, lost to Dexter the Blade for one year, came back, took it, and then lost again. I think after that to Phil Heath it was. Then Phil Heath went on to catch, I think it was a six or seven in a row? Seven in a row and tried to come back for number eight. And he didn't do it. And now there's rumors he might come back. And he's with a different woman now than he was when they filmed Generation Iron. You know, your life can be ruined in the pursuit of something great. But it might also get better. But only you can dictate your terms, folks. 
know, it's, it's oh, I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get so much hours without wasting time. I'm trying to do shorter podcasts. I'm trying to do more of them. So you're going to get like 40 minutes to 30 minutes for some of these songs times. Yeah, sorry. I'm texting the wife too. Sorry. I'm being honest with you. It's, it's got to take the boys to go buy some ginger tea and then we're going to the park. But I want to record this one because it's been in my head. This um, Dorian Yates, man, it was amazing. I mean, it's, he basically had to take no prism. And he came out like, you know, looking at him in like 95 to 97. I'm saying 96, I think, or 95. It's, you know, after he after he came in the second year, no, came in second the next year, and he beat everyone, and he came number one for the first time ever. That was uh, that was 1992. I said right. So 95, I think it was 96. You see him, he just is even bigger. I mean, he just came back like in one year, he came back like 20, 30 pounds heavier, but the same graininess. Like I said, like basically like no flab. Like you know, you see like um, okay, you watch Jim Tan Laundry, right? Jersey Shore, and they got all this muscle, but they're kind of flabby. Then you see the dudes with no flab. I mean, folks, these people got to eat seven to ten times a day. Steak, eggs, rice. Then you got to dial it all down for competition time to grow off the water weight. So now you're eating some tilapia and you're having maybe a gallon of water a day before you're drinking like three gallons. People's hearts have stopped. People have died on stage. People have had irreversible damage to their bodies. Ronnie Coleman's had to learn how to walk two or three times. You should watch Ronnie Coleman, The King. Amazing story. Anything by Generation Iron, I would say watch. One, two, three... I think I saw the fourth. I don't remember. I saw the, I'm watching right now the Natty one. That is the fourth one. Yeah, the first two were amazing to me. I mean, it's, I saw the first one on Pumping Iron the same year, and I got even more so about bodybuilding, lifting then. And like I said, I wouldn't consider myself a bodybuilder in the sense that I've done this amazing stuff like Arnold where I can win competitions. No, but I've changed my body and sculpted it multiple times. When I wanted size, I became a mass monster. I was a big boy. I went to had my friend Kenyatta. We had a hadn't spoke for like a year or so, maybe a year and a half. I don't even know what it was, but. He went to this guy's party for we went to college. And he was flexing his wife. I was like, "That's not how you flex." My show was like, "Bam!" And I wasn't big, but I was big. I remember my my boy Kenyatta's uh, wife, girlfriend, time. She's like, "Say, she's, like, she's like, you feel good now?" I'm like, what do you mean? She's something like that. I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "You got big arms." I was like, you said you want a big arm. I was like, "Yeah, dude, thank you." I felt good because, you know, someone remembered that I said it and then saw that I had it. And it wasn't that I did it for attention, folks, but it's a nice add-on. It's a nice bonus for people to see, like, "Wow, you actually did what people talk about doing. You actually did it." <laughs> Remember, folks, talk is cheap. Everyone's going to say they want to do it and they can't do it and I want this and I can do that. They ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. Talk is cheap, folks. Be who you are. Do what you want to do. Live your life. I saw in the last podcast, right? Live your dream. Do something you love. Dorian loves what he does now and doesn't care what he did before. I don't know, Phil. You see those guys, they become obsessed. What are you obsessed about? Because right now, folks, I want my body back. I want my strength back. I want my vitality back. I don't necessarily need to be as big, but I need to get almost as big. But be able to carry my kids if I had to for a mile or two on my back with a backpack full of gear. Because I don't really need to carry two AR-15s, four Glocks, a slingshot, a machete, 20 pounds of MREs, a plate carrier, two plates, and the side plates, and my Rainbow bandana. No, that's not going to work. You know, emergency experts always tell me, you know, it's, uh, you get a post the other day tomorrow, like, everybody wants to be an operator, right? I'm running around, I'm, I, I take people out, blah, blah, blah. Can you start a fire? Can you forage for food? Can you scare animals? Can you fish? You know, can you carry weight for a couple hours, you know? He had a great tip, too, that I saw that he was talking about. He has a bag, right, for rucking. What he does, he puts waters in there when he rucks for exercise, of course. Right? And basically, you know, carrying a book bag and walking, you know, around your apartment complex for a while, you know, a good distance. Dang, what is this cat doing out here? 
There's one black cat that always follows. He even chased one time. We ran, he ran. Me and my big boy. And then every time I see my go the other way. Now the orange cat's following him or her. They're both not too far from my door. It drives me crazy because then they, they spray over him and it makes my boy cat nuts. And then he pukes in my house. Ugh. Yep. Ah, uh, uh. oh, animals, folks. They'll drive you nuts. But it is what it is. I'm my tires. Get him out of here. Hung a horn at him. Yeah. Hung a horn at a cat. Crazy. Rick James. Now, see, folks, I sound distracted, but I wanted you to understand that if I was obsessed 100% about this podcast and nothing else, I wouldn't let these cats distract me. I am obsessed partially because I do want to make money, but what I'm obsessed right now, folks, is I want to change my physique. I want to buy a house. I want to pay off my car. And I want to spend more time with my kids. The best way I can make all that happen is to make more money. I have no choice, folks. I need more freedom. And the cat just covered all my windows. And he's back out. Major little devils. But folks, you have options. Dorian Yates won six times. He only quit because he knew he couldn't do it again. Because he basically tore his tricep off his arm. <laughs> you know, his wife was in the gym. She said she heard the rip. That's how bad it was. And I see him now, he's like, he's like, you know, it's just not the strength there was before. You know, he went to specialist, like, it's just not what it was. He's like, no, now he focuses on like functional strength, right? Trying to keep things right. And I, I want some of that. Like I was saying, I was talking about the rucking before the cat struck me, but you get your ruck pack, right? Your bags, your food, carry some weight in. What you're going to do is you're going to get you like a 24, 30 pack of water and put it in there. Because if it gets too heavy or you twist your ankle, you can give the water away, throw it out, pour it out, whatever you want. You'll have options. And you don't have to buy a bunch of gear, but you'll be carrying the weight of carrying the gear. You'll get used to it. And you're going to drink the water in It's not like you bought a bunch of stuff you're not going to use. But if you drop the bag in the spill, you just let the bag dry out, you still win. It's not like you dropped the bag and you had a bunch of rocks and then the rocks ripped the bag, right? You got to think about this stuff. I mean, you got to look at tensillary strength. Can your bag even carry that? My common bag that I take to work with me in most places I go has a huge rip in between one of the layers that has like padding between it. And I got to return it. I'm not going to return it. Then I return it. I'm going to get it fixed. But I'm going to use my old one that broke on one strap. As my bag probably starting tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to order another bag and order a ruck bag. Why? Because I want to have a bag I leave in the car, a bag I take with me regardless, have my, have my options ready. Because like I said, folks, I am definitely passionate about my prepping. You hear it, right? We start talking about just business and prepping comes into it. And look at bodybuilders. You know, they prep their meals. If you make your six meals a day, and one day on Sunday, if you pick, prep your six days of six meals, it gives us one cheat day where maybe you can just eat whatever you want that one day. You can do it. When I do the three-day diet, right, you find it at landscience.com. It's like linked to the first page right at the top. I eat exactly what it tells me for three days. It was 12 to 15 pounds. And that night I have a beer and I have a, a Philly cheesesteak or I have a beer and I have um, a steak burrito. Why? Because I've earned it at that point. Oh, you're putting weight back on. You're right. I did get back like four pounds. If I lost 15, I'm still down 11. If I lost 11, I'm still down seven. Times four weeks, that's 28 or 44. I think I did it once and I didn't do it for a week or two. The next time I did it, like six, seven straight weeks. Overall, I lost 59 pounds. And I think I kept off about like 40 of it for quite a while. But I was passionate with that crappy diet. Then it was just too much. Like I was like, every week, ugh. I started, I remember the last week, I had like two pieces of my wife's candy. <laughs> then the next day, I had like four of her onion rings from Burger King because I just love those tastes. Like I was like, yeah, I'm just cheating. I don't matter. I, I only lost like seven pounds a week, but. If you do something you're passionate about, folks, and you put the work in like Dorian Easton, he wrote down every workout. He studied what kind of chemicals to take, when to take them, how much to take. Is it better to take it at night? Is it better to take it at day? 
apply the science. Change your body. Change your life. There's so much more to go over, but I'm not going to keep going because it's almost 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. I'll take my kids on errands and park runs. We're going to have some fun. And, oh, here's another tip for you. Eggs are expensive. I get it. But they're the cheapest protein you can have. And if you look, there's studies right now how the eggs help block COVID or the COVID-2 virus, like that, blah, blah, blah. But nutrient-dense and still probably cheapest food you can get. I had two hard-boiled eggs for lunch about six hours ago. I wasn't, I wasn't that hungry then. I've had some stomach pain, right? But I realized that I have um, indigestion or acid problems more because now I realized I wasn't eating and I was having caffeine. I'm going to give my body a diuretic and something that speeds up your, your metabolism and crap, and I'm not eating. And I don't want to have bagels and butter in the morning like everyone else does. So I have some eggs with a little hot sauce. Why? Because hot sauce is no calories, folks. Oh, no salt, right? You know, eggs are no blood pressure, not retaining water. Ooh. But I cooked 10, actually, no. My wife cooked me 10 eggs yesterday. Put the hot sauce in the bag today, last night. Grabbed the eggs in the morning. Boom. Coffee was done yesterday. Ginger tea was done yesterday. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I had an emergency with a little more water than, like, let's say one eight ounce. I put, like, 14. Then I had ginger tea after that. And I spilled my cup of coffee, my 12 ounce of coffee between 7.25 a.m.-ish to about 4 a.m., 4, 4 p.m. So it could keep me going. I took a nap in the middle after my lunch. It kind of did. It kind of did. I really couldn't sleep. But I tried to rest. At least close my eyes and focus on deep breathing. And I got my supplements. Like I said, it's you put in the work, folks. It's there for you. If you want some dieting tips from a fat guy who's been skinny twice and fat twice, I got you. You want to know how to build some weight? I can teach you some really simple tricks. If you want to hear about that, email me, Tony at ChangeInAdvance.com. The blog is ChangeInAdvance.com. Uh, if you go on Blog Talk Radio and type in Tone Cash, you'll find my podcast on gold and silver. I'm trying to download it, but it won't let me for some reason here. I'm trying to snatch the audio. So if anyone wants to snatch an audio from a website, with a site that actually works on all these third-party bootleg sites that look like they're going to mess up my phone or my computer, let me know. On Instagram, I'm EDC Orlando DC and Pedagogy of the Fresh. Pedagogy of the Fresh. Twitter and Instagram, I mean, sorry, Twitter and YouTube, I'm changing advance. Peace, folks. Go play with my kids.